we're going to go over a little kind of backtrack on some focusing. This is from uh, the guy who wrote the message. He said, the way we conceive the future sculpts the present, gives contour and tone to nearly every action and thought through the day. If our sense of future is weak, we live listlessly, which means we have no interest, spiritless, indifferent. So you're, you're already got a sense from that meeting of the future, that it's something big. So you know that it's beyond, you know, what we've thought or felt before. And the Lord just gave you a little download of something. So what we conceive the, of the future sculpts the present. So as you have felt that now and you begin to focus and meditate, Lord, show us what we need to do. Show us what we need to speak. Show us what we need to decree. Show us what we need to prophesy. As we do that, it's going to shape the present. As we proclaim and speak and think and meditate on that, it's going to shape, it's going to mold the present, begin to change the present situation. Amen? So focus. We talked about hiding our thoughts is not an option if we hide our thoughts Stuffed into the innermost rooms of our soul or, or, or deep in our heart, undercurrents of subconscious, that, that this will not work. We have to bring it out. We have hidden thoughts. We have undercurrents that a lot of times, I know with, with me, I can have a small little negative thought. Just a little one about somebody else or something. And I can say, oh, you know, I'll, you know don't think that don't think that but if I don't replace it with something good if I don't replace it with the word that says no that that person is fearfully and wonderfully made they have they are they are empowered to succeed they are empowered to be righteous whatever if I don't apply word instead I just kind of shove it away or it could be something about you personally that you just kind of keep shoving away well, if you just keep shoving it into some little hidden room, you're not quite dealing with it. You've got to bring it out in the open and you've got to go after it with the word and replace and annihilate. But I have noticed that you have one little tiny thought and then, you know, you might, okay, well, I, you know, I put that out, didn't think about that. And then the devil comes along and then there's another little thought and he builds a little case. Isn't that how he operates? He builds this little case, and you're like, oh, no, 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 no. I put that down, but I don't annihilate it. I just stuff it. If you keep stuffing it and not annihilate it with the word, with the truth, with truth, then what happens is the enemy keeps bringing it back, and then all of a sudden, boom, the big hammer comes in. And a complete total deception is on, and, and all that stuff was still lurking in there, and it's just lurking in those hidden rooms, and you didn't go after them and annihilate, annihilate it. So you got to know the enemy's crafty. And so you got to be aware. One little negative thought. Now, see, we're just a vessel. And we're, we're having, we, you know, you, you see the, the comedy where they had the good angel and the bad angel. <laughs> well, it's kind of like that, you know, the devil told me to do it, you know, but we have, we have that going on because we're really an empty vessel. And 
Either the spirit is coming through our soul or it's the devil planting, doing his, watering his little seeds and stuff with his little thoughts. So we have to be aware um, that we can't stuff these things, that we can't hide them. We can't pretend they're not real. And that I have, I am an excellent pretender that something is not real. <laughs> I am too. I'm like the excellent, you know, uh, you know, so, but anyway, we have to, we have to bring them into focus and annihilate them with truth. Okay. No matter how small it is, you may think it's a small little thing, you know, it could be something so minor. It could be, you know, oh, the enemy is so crafty, but if you don't pay attention, he will build a case. He's like this, this, uh, He's like this little attorney, little, you know, he's like planting a little seed here, planting a little seed there. If you don't annihilate those seeds, they're going to go, and then he's going to go in for the fertilizer and try to really throw you off track. Amen? Sooner or later, these stuff, thoughts, emotions, these wounds will reveal, act out, be demonstrated in the area of our present existence. Like a seed hidden under the ground, it will eventually break through the surface and full-on view of what is there will ultimately be revealed, okay? So you're going to, hey, it's going to get revealed one way or another. You can either get it revealed while, you know, you, you, you got your mascara running in tears and everybody thinks you're crazy, or you can, you know, get it revealed in the beginning when you know what the enemy's up to and go after that seed, annihilate it, get rid of it with truth, amen? Focus, awareness, not judging others, stuffing your stuff. And we went over this last week, so do not go on passing judgment before the appointed time, but wait until the Lord comes. So whenever you have a little seed of something negative or let's say any kind of thought that comes into view, the appointed time to judge it is when the Lord comes. Because when the Lord comes, the Spirit comes, love comes. Okay, and then you can take and judge. Then you can take and, and discern. Amen. When the love comes. So you could say passing judgment before love comes. Amen. Do not go on passing judgment before love comes. But wait until the Lord comes. For he will both bring to light the secret things that are hidden in darkness and disclose the motives of the heart. Then each one's praise will come from God. Amen. Focus. Guard your gates. We talked a little bit about this. You must guard what is getting through your gates. Your gates are your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your smell, your heart, your touch, your physical senses. Guard what you allow in your mind. Purposely choose what you will focus your thoughts on. Eliminate distractions. Eliminate destructive mindsets. Fast from the negative. You know, so we had the thing, has everybody got their jar or their bag? They're still putting the dollar in when they have a negative thought, and then it, Kendrick's the only one doing it. Oh, amen. So what we want to do is we want to become aware, and, and, and Kathy's too rich to have a negative thought. She just cannot have one negative thought. She can't. Amen. But, but so we want to we become aware. 
fast from the negative, feast on the positive, life-enhancing truths from God. Focus, guard your heart, guard your mouth. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Pay attention to what you're saying. Because you may think your heart is okay. You may think everything's right. And then the next thing you know, you're speaking something that is uh, against somebody else or uh, against you, against your finances, against, oh, I, you know, you, you may be repeating what you've heard. Oh, I'm, no, I'm just going to be broke all my life or I'm sick and tired. I mean, you better watch what you're saying. I mean, bring into focus what is coming out of your mouth because what's coming out your mouth is what is in your heart. That's the truth. That's what's in there because the word says out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Don't talk out of both sides of the mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lies, gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Watch your step and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither right nor left. Leave evil in the dust. So stay focused on the truth, the truth that you know. And always ask the Lord to reveal more truth. Always ask the Lord to reveal more wisdom. To enlighten your path. Enlighten your walk. Enlighten your thinking. Amen? Focus. Meditate on God's word. I, I don't know if we talked about this last week, but this is so important to memorize the word. You know, I grew up Baptist, and so we memorize word. I could memorize word faster than anybody. And although I didn't have the word in my heart, I love it because the word is there. And now I can pull up word. The word's there. The Holy Spirit reminds me of word. And it's there in time of need. Many, many times it's there in time of need. So you want to daily meditate on the word. You want to daily memorize the word. How many of you take time to memorize one scripture a week? Okay. All right. So that'll be a new homework assignment. Start. Okay. Well, that's not truth. That's not truth. You just bought into an illusion. You just bought into a lie. The truth is you have the Holy Spirit. You have the mind of Christ. It is available to you. So you can memorize and you can memorize at lightning speed for the word is in you and the word can come forth. Amen. The memory of, of the, the just, just is, is blessed. blessed. So, Miss so Kathy, your memory is blessed. It's in Proverbs. I can't remember the chapter and the verse, but it says the memory of the just is blessed. Amen. So your memory. Amen. All right. So that's the truth. Get out of that illusion. What's coming out your mouth? You didn't even realize it. That's how the crafty the enemy is. See, he can keep you in lockdown that you just can't memorize a scripture. You, you can stay in that lockdown forever. Okay? But now we heard what came out the mouth. We, we apply the truth. We go after that seed and say, devil, you're a liar. The word is in me. He lives in me. Amen? Amen. So you begin to speak that. I can memorize word. Hey, if just start off with something small. There's, you know, the smallest scripture in the book is what? Jesus wept. I mean, you, just start off with something small. Start off with something simple. 
and memorize one scripture a week. Put it on your uh, on your mirror, okay? And meditate on the word. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall read and meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with what, what is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will be successful. Amen. So meditating on the word. Have it before your eyes. Have, you know, uh, Big Brook used to have her little index card. And right there where her uh, speedometer, somewhere in her car, she'd have a verse. You know? And so just put it where you can see it every day. Your eyes, your mouth, and your ears. I like to hear the word. I like to have word around me listening to word. It says, and then you will make your way prosperous. See, it's, it, it will happen. Prosperity will happen. Everything will have life on it as you meditate. Memorize the word. Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Okay. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, believers. And now this is what we, we just put this into practice just when I corrected Kathy. All right. This scripture is one that you need to memorize. Believers, finally, believers, first of all, acknowledge you are a believer. You're not going to live in deception. You're not going to live in the illusions of the cursed world. You are a believer. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable. I mean, take the, this scripture and memorize it. True, honorable, worthy of respect is right and confirmed by God's word, pure, wholesome, lovely, brings peace, admirable, good repute, any excellence, anything worthy of praise. Think, think, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them. Implant them into your heart. Now, here's the thing. When you are looking at anything to think about, it's got to contain all of that. Okay? You may, hear, uh, you may hear something that is a truth, but it's not pure and it's not lovely. So, you've got to find something that qualifies for every one of those things. And then you think on that. Amen? Because what you're thinking is going to create all of this in your life. So when you think on that, you're gonna, it's actually creating the fact that it's, it's establishing your believing. It's establishing truth in you. It's establishing honor, respect, right. Purity, wholesomeness, loveliness, peace, excellence, admirable, good report, anything worthy of praise. Think continually on that. When you think about other people, find everything in here. And that's what you think of that person. If you're having trouble with any relationship, find everything that, that lines up with this about that person. Because that's how God sees them. He sees them through the blood of Jesus. He sees them as Christ. He sees them as his beloved son. And you must think the way the father thinks. 
about that person. Amen? Amen. Continually focus, meditate, take time to mull it over. Now, this is going to happen as you memorize scripture. Because as you memorize scripture, you're going to focus on each word. And you're going to meditate on each word. And you could even go look up in the dictionary each word and gain a a bigger, broader understanding of each word and to pull the revelation out, meditate, ruminate on it or chew on it. The cud, that's like a cow, how he chews, he chews, he chews, he chews. And then, and then it goes through another stomach and comes back. He chews it up some more and it, he, he continually chews on it. Well, that'll happen when you're meditating on word, when you're memorizing word. Amen. You begin to, you begin to think of it and then, you know, take a word, whatever scripture you're, you're meditating, whatever scripture you're memorizing, then begin to apply it in your everyday life. Everywhere you go, everywhere you, everybody you talk to, think of that scripture and apply it in that selah, Hebrew word, pause. That's all through the Bible, especially in the Psalms, selah, pause. Think the sound between the notes, the silence between the notes, the gap. What is he saying in the gap to you? So as you meditate on each word, just like two notes on a piano, there's a sound in between the notes. And the pause can be the most powerful moment in music. Because in the pause is the build of what is happening. Amen. You know, that's right. The expectation, all of that. So you want to meditate on the pause and look at the word and say, Lord, what are you saying to me between the notes in the gap? Bring out the revelation. That's how people get revelation, isn't it? They meditate on the word. God being present with his word. When you're meditating on the word, God is with his word. He is the word and he's present with you. As you engage the word in your soul and your spirit is getting fed and growing, you are engaging with God. Amen. At a, at a beautiful level. Focus on the goal. Philippians 3.12, this is out of the message. It says, I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have it made, but I am well on my way. Hey, I am not where I used to be. Amen. I am well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. But I got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. Oh, isn't that wonderful? That's, that's the stand when he says, prepare your feet, shod your feet with the gospel. Oh, that's it right there. My feet are, they're set. They're not going back. Amen. I'm not backtracking. So let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything that God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, 
God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. Amen. Isn't that a great scripture? Philippians 3.12 Our thoughts create our reality where we put our focus is the direction we tend to go. Amen. So if I focus, if I put my focus on my business, guess what? My business starts to move. If I put my focus on ministry, my ministry starts to move. Whatever you focus on is where your life tends to go, where things start happening. Amen. If you don't pay any attention to your walk with God or the ministry that God's called you to, if you don't pay any, guess what? It's going to die. You got to focus on it. Amen. You got to focus because that's the direction that you're going to go. Focus. If you don't want to see something in your future, then don't focus on it today. Amen. Train your mind to focus on the positive and you will eventually have a positive outcome. And, you know, that can be difficult with difficult people. You know, because there are people in our life, they're just difficult. But what you have to do is you have to see them through the eyes of Christ, you know, through the blood, purified, sanctified, and righteous. And then gently, the word says, I don't have that word here, but the word says to train them like gently train them. So you don't go preach them, well, you got all that wrong and you're not lining up with the word of God and you better get this right and you better get that right. No, you gently train them and then you believe in them. And you believe it and you speak to him like, wow, you're a... I remember when Dr. Siddiqui, when I first got married and met him, he would always call me mighty woman of God. Mighty woman of God. I didn't, I didn't see myself like that at all. But you know what? I do now. I do now. So he called something that be not as though it were. Amen. And now I feel that, the mighty woman of God. You know why? Because now I just yield to the Lord. That makes it easy. <laughs> Amen. But I certainly didn't see that before. I didn't feel that. I thought, hey, he's talking Greek. Who is this man talking to me like that? He doesn't know a thing about me. I mean, I was just, <laughs> all kinds of stuff going on in my head. And so, anyway, he spoke an outcome. And you can do that with difficult people. Find something good and focus on the positive and bring it out, pull it out, enhance it, in, engage it. Amen? Focus what is God calling you to do. Focus on your calling, not your circumstances. Amen? Because we can get caught up in the circumstances. Well, Lord, I know you're wanting me to do this, but... I just don't know how I'm going to do this when I got all this. My plate is so full, and look at that, and look at this, look at it. Don't focus on all that. <laughs> no, I, I live this, Kathy. <laughs> so I know. That's why I'm teaching this class. All right. So, so you want to don't you don't want to focus on all the that. You want to focus on what the call is. Amen. What is what is it that you want more of? And why? And this is a question, each one of you to answer. What is it that you want more of? And why? Ask yourself, if you want more of God and his power working in your life, hey, focus on God's power and focus on God. Amen? That's how simple it is. 
Because <laughs> you may think, well, I want more of God. I want more of God's power. I want more of God's anointing. Hey, focus on it and it'll happen. Focus on what you want, not what you don't want. Do not allow anyone or anything to alter or take you off your focus. And I'm telling you, the enemy will bring uh, people and things to do that. Focus on the goals, the promises, the word of God. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. And this is a scripture I have right here in front of my desk, right here. I've had it there in front of my eyes for years. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Amen. Focus on Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? Focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. In Hebrews 12, 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. You know, he's talking about the whole angelic host. They're all watching. They're looking over the balconies. They're looking. They're here. They're watching. They're listening to what's coming out your mouth. They're watching. It says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Hey, let's get out of debt. Let's strip off every weight. Every weight. Amen. That slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. If we have any sin, whatever it is, no matter how small, let's get rid of it. It's weight. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion. Who isn't he our champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him? He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. He endured the cross. He despised the shame. That tells me that he didn't let shame come inside of him. You know, when you despise something, you ain't doing nothing with that. You know what I mean? Like, I, you despise. He despised shame. It did not come in him. He didn't sit on that cross. Oh, God, I'm so ashamed. I'm naked. Look at me. No, he had joy set before him he was on a mission he knew exactly what he was doing and he knew exactly what was happening amen amen he endured the cross with joy i love that that movie the passion and there's a scene in there where he is carrying the cross and he drops it and mary comes finally to his rescue and the music's crescendoing and it's just such a beautiful moment. And he looks up and he said something like, Behold, I make all things new. I thought, that's my hero. That is my hero. That is a man who is my hero. I watched it 13 times while it was in the theater. The Passion of the Christ. Oh, my gosh. Four, at the, at maybe 14. I think it was 14. I did. Even in tax season, I would. the kids would be in school. I'd go off in the middle of the day and go watch that movie with my popcorn. 
I I watched it. I wanted to, number one, I, I mean, I wanted to see it, but I wanted to be supportive of it, and I put my money where my mouth was. I mean, I really watched that movie. When I first saw it, the first several times, I couldn't take it. It was, like, overwhelming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that scene where he, she goes to him like she's going to comfort him. Like he needs to become, that's my baby. No, he is like with joy. He's with strength. Behold, look, mama, I'm making all things new. Look, mama, look, I'm making everything new. Yes. Do you understand that we are to be imitators of Christ? doesn't matter what the trial is. We can say, look, Master, you're making everything new. You might be going through the, the roughest part of your life, but in the darkest hour, you say, look, Master, everything is being made new. As you get through that, you'll never go back through that again. Amen? You'll never have to take that trial again. You pass that test, it's made new. Your life is made new. Amen? Whew. Okay, I get a little excited. Soul shifting, authentic, Jesus Christ in you. All right, here, Kathy. Test and evaluate yourselves to see whether you are in the faith and living your lives as committed believers. Examine yourselves, he says, not me. Or do do you not recognize this about yourself by an, on, by an ongoing experience that Jesus Christ is in you? Jesus Christ is in you. I think about the word Jesus. That means Yahweh, Jehovah's salvation. Christ is the anointed one. So you have literally the anointing of Jehovah's salvation in you. Everything in your life and everyone around you and this whole earth can be saved by what is and who is in you. Isn't that awesome? Amen. So focus on the fact that you have Jesus Christ, Jehovah's very salvation, everything that he is. I am peace. I am salvation. I am righteousness. I am Shama with you, present. I am is in you. Amen. Did you buy into and sell out to the illusions of this world? The curse? Do you not know who you are? That you are the living vessel, the living, breathing soul that is a vessel of the master himself? Did you not know? Have you bought into the illusion that you're just a mere human being on a rocky road of life? Cursed? Whoo! You better know who you are in Christ seated with him in a heavenly place. One day we'll talk more about that.
our identity. Vigilantly guard your souls. Now, vigilantly guard your souls. You know, there was a word, uh, love God, your God. There was a word I remember one time I read that said, be sober, watch, and pray. And you know, I figured out one day, you know, I haven't been sober and watching. You know, I pray all the time. Pray, 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 pray. But I, the enemy was like all over the place, batting me all over the head because I was just completely not sober. Letting him take me down that alley, down this alley, and all these kind of thoughts going on. I wasn't watching. But we have to be sober. Now, what's this say? Now, vigilantly. I must have that spell wrong. Vigilantly. That's vigilantly. That's like uh, with, you know, you are going to be like on guard, right? I'm watching. I'm waiting for that enemy. Amen. I'm ready. I'm watching. I'm sober. You know, have you ever watched men at war, like in these war movies, and they've got their guns, and, and the enemies, they're waiting for that little head to come up or something? Amen. They're vigilant. Vigilant. That's how you say it. Vigilant. They're ready. They're on guard. Amen. So, love God, your God. Love God, your God. Guard your souls. Love God. Okay, so when we are not guarding our soul and when we're just letting the enemy, you know, knock us around and tap us all over the place and, and, and beat us up and all this stuff, we are not choosing to love God. Amen? We have yielded our soul over to the enemy. We've let, we've let the, our God down. We're not passing the test. Amen? So vigilantly be in love with God. Guard your soul. And guard the soul that the Lord has created, his dwelling place. It's his dwelling place. Amen? It says, because if you wander off and start taking up with these remaining nations, that you know, the, the, these other demons, these other critters, these other, uh, you know, the, these other thoughts that come in and go. If you wander around, it says, uh, you'll remain still among you. It says, intermarry, having intercourse with these other spirits, these other demons, these other thoughts, these other uh, influences. It says, um, Know for certain that God, your God, will not get rid of these nations for you. You've chose to intermarry. You've chose to intercourse. You've chose to entertain, engage, be in love with the enemy. God's not going to get rid of them for you. This is our responsibility. Now, as we yield to him, we can say, Father, like Second Thessalonians, you know, may the God of peace make me whole. Spirit, soul, and body. He is faithful. He will do it. As we yield to him, he will do it. But if we don't leave those other relationships or that with those demons and all of that, if we don't leave it and we engage and entertain him and all the rejection, all the unforgiveness, all the shame, if we just have a party with him, God is just going to let you have it till everything's in full manifestation. It says... Um, 
He will not get rid of them. He said, there'll be nothing but trouble to you. Horse whips on your backs, sand in your eyes until you're the ones who will be driven out of this good land that God, your God, has given you. It's up to you to maintain the integrity of your soul. It's up to us. Amen? Amen. The authenticity of your love. 2 Corinthians 8, 8, I'm not giving an order, but by mentioning the commitment of others, I'm trying to prove the authenticity of your love. Prove the authenticity of your love for God. Choose God. John 7, 24, don't judge according to appearances. Judge with right judgment. What is that? Right judgment. That's the judgment. We don't judge till love comes, till the spirit comes, till the Lord comes with love. And also, what is that judgment? That's that Philippians uh, verse, whatsoever's true, pure, holy, good report. Amen? Second Timothy 1.5, I'm reminded of your authentic faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. Hey, this, this authenticity of love, of faith, of Christ in you, it can be passed down for generations. Isn't that beautiful? Awesome. Test yourself, faith and love. Test and evaluate yourselves to see whether you are in the faith and you're living your lives as committed believers. Examine yourselves. That's just the same verse in another verse. That Jesus Christ is in you. Amen. The plumb line test. Amos 7, 7 through 8. Thus he showed me a vision, and behold, the Lord was standing by a vertical wall with a plumb line. That's that little line with a weight on it. Builders know what that is. It, it, he had a plumb line in his hand to determine the wall was straight or if it needed to be destroyed. The Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a plumb line. Then the Lord said, behold, I am setting a plumb line a standard. If God dropped a plumb line in your life, would it line up to his best vision or the blueprint plans for your life that he has? Would it line up if God dropped a plumb line? Would your life line up right now? A standard. And you know, Carrie, as you're talking, as you're telling that testimony about how God is increasing, that there's something big, there's a knowing. Hey, the plumb line has been moved. Do you understand? That plumb line's getting moved. Now we got to move with it. Amen? Now let's talk about the plumb line. All right. Some of you may be sitting there going, Oh, I think my life's not very good. I've really messed up. I'm just, I'm way off the plumb line. God is gracious and merciful. And I want to tell you something else. He knew all things from the beginning. Is it not all in the plan? You know, I thought about this. I thought about, oh God, I just spent years in living in rejection and fear. And I knew you. I knew the word. I had the Holy Spirit as a young girl. What happened to me? And I could really beat myself up going, wow, I really just messed up. But you know what? God knew all that. And it's like Gene. I heard Gene say one time, he asked the Lord, Lord, why did you have me in this crazy relationship? For, 
And, and the Lord said, because I wanted you to be trained by deception. Trained. And so the Lord had me in training. I could have gotten a lot quicker if I had Kingdom Life Ministries. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he, he had me in training. It was pretty hard and a long time. Amen. Yeah. You can't think back to the past, okay? So everything that I went through, God saw it and he used it in his plan. Amen. It's all for his glory. As l- yes. Amen. All for his glory. Are you being hardy, harder on yourself than you would be on someone else? How many of us beat ourselves up? We're hard on ourselves. We expect more from ourselves than anybody else. Oh, Lord, let's. Okay, are, it says, are you your worst critic? Do you suppose you are a higher, harder? I thought I'm going to put the word higher judge because I think that's actually more appropriate. Do you suppose you are a higher judge than God would be? Yeah, we'll change that word to higher. Just know this. God has mercy and Jesus and the blood. And that when he sees you, he sees you in perfection because he knows the end from the beginning. Amen. And everything that you're going through, everything that you've been through, he knows the outcome. Amen. All right. So the plumb line, don't get too hard on yourself. Know what the plumb line is and move, align, shift, move to the plumb line. Amen? Order. Let's see what time it is in my little breaking point. Order. You know, Carrie mentioned order in your testimony when you said it was the men that God was touching. And I think this is excellent because God's going to, God should should move in the man who is a leader, who is head first. And when the man gets it right, everything else is going to fall into place. Amen? So order. We're going to talk about order just a little bit. Ephesians 5.15. Therefore, see that you walk carefully. There's that. Let's see. Let's be aware. Be sober. Be on alert. See that you walk carefully. Living life with honor, purpose, and courage, shunning those that tolerate and enable evil. You know, I think that for a long time, I tolerated a lot of evil. And I could have got, I should have gotten out. You got to go? Okay. It's all right. So I think about this scripture because this has been one of my biggest flaws is that I tend to be so merciful that I tolerate evil. But by doing that, I actually trained evil to continue. I enabled it. I trained it what and how far and how evil it could get. Okay. So it says shunning those who tolerate and enable evil. Let, let, let me just, you know, give you an example. 
that I tolerated abuse, which only made it escalate. I trained it that, oh, you can be this abusive. I trained this person that it's okay. There was no boundaries. There was no righteousness established. I did not see myself as a daughter, a daughter of the Most High God. That even he wept. I did not see that. And I enabled and I trained my abuser. Does that help? Is that breaking it down? Maybe you need to think about it. When you get home, Ephesians 5, 15 through 7 in the Amplified. Okay. But that that really jumped off the page for me because I, I find myself tolerating evil in a lot of areas. You know, we let our kids get away with things. We don't get right on it. We got to recognize evil. And this is one of my biggest downfalls because it's easier for me to go, oh, you know, it'll straighten itself out. It's a battle. It's a battle. And I don't want any battles. Yeah. Right. And we have to recognize evil is evil, and it will only grow, and we're actually training other people when we enable and allow evil. Amen? Right. Yes. I have definitely, um, you can just keep it over here. I definitely, this is one of my biggest flaws. I mean, I, I just let all the evil go on. You know, and and I think because my mom was so hard on me and so perfectionist that I just wanted to be the exact opposite. And and because of it, you know, I my children are suffering today because of that. You know, because I didn't I did I'd rather go play with them than than correct what was evil. So we just have to listen. We got to walk carefully. We got to we got to get sober. We got to become diligent, vigilant. And uh, it says shunning those who tolerate and enable evil, not as the unwise, but as wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people, making the very most of our time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence. Because the days are filled with evil. Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand, firmly grasp the will of the Lord. Amen? So that's a good scripture that, you know, I need to really, myself, get a hold of that. Because the days are filled with evil. And we think, oh, well, that's a little thing. It's not a big deal. It's the little thing that can be the opportunity to train, gently train, or maybe not so gently, depending on, you know, with your child. But that is the opportunity to train. Do not tolerate even the littlest thing. And we have to grow in this. Amen? This is an order. Order will help you stay focused. Learn to order your thoughts 
Establish order in your daily life. Eliminate time wasters. Ooh, Lord. Junk time is as bad as junk food. <laughs> Empty time calories that are making up your daily sustenance of life. You think of time calories, you know. How many of us? Let's talk about order is a tool. Now, order is good for the soul. All right? So what are some of the stealers, time stealers, lack of order, watching the wrong or too much television? Internet surfing, browsing magazines, gossiping, Facebooking without purpose. <laughs> junk, junk email, toxic people. Now I'm telling you what, I have people that call me, you know, there, there's, particularly one person that's called me. They don't come to the ministry, but they call me over the years, and they suck the life out of me. I try to minister them. I try to teach them, and before you know it, all their pride's all welled up, and they're, they're totally not. Then it really gets evil. It just goes way, 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 way overboard. And I think after all that, I thought, what a waste of time. I'm behind in my work. This was a complete waste of time. In fact, this was an assignment from hell. And his vessel. Oh, Lord. We got to watch out for this. Is your days full of toxic activities, procrastination, clutter? Yep. Well, I, I graduated because the last time they called... And they, uh, you know, this is so-and-so. I went, oh, I know you don't want to talk to me. No, I don't. I said, I am not, uh, I can't help you. I just need you to pray for me. I'm like, no. If you want to be ministered to, we're open on Saturday night at 7 o'clock. You're welcome to attend my Soul Shifters Monday at 5. And they've never come to this Soul Shifters. <laughs> But I was, I, I learned. Yep. Yep. No. No, I've never rejected them. Even in the midst of they started lashing out and attacking Gene and, you know, all kinds of horrible things as I ministered for days. And then it just got worse. The evil got so huge that I had to block the number for a while, and then, you know, of course, then I just recently got a call. But I was like, nope, no. I said, you are welcome to come and sit. Well, here's what I will do. I will come. I will sit on the... I, and, and you're just so anointing. I said, do not start your flattery with me. I know who's talking. Don't tell me what you will do and will not do. I said, I know who's talking. I said, you are welcome to come and you're welcome to sit on the front row. Okay, that's all. We're running out of time. So we'll pick up here next time. In the name of Jesus, the Lord bless you. The Lord put everything in your life in order. Amen. And get you focused on his word and the truth. And all things good, pure, honorable, good report. Lord, give us your wisdom. Train us, O oh Lord, gently. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.